This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for March 22, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 12, verses 20 through 33. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Today's Gospel lesson, we have the story of some Greek people who come up to Philip. And uh, Bethsaida, which is also where Philip was from, is where they come from because both Greeks and Jews lived in Bethsaida. Bethsaida is um, kind of northeast of uh, Capernaum, um, where Peter and Andrew and John lived. So um, maybe five miles, something like that, north of that. So, but it was a mixed community. Well, they come up to Philip and say, sir, we would see Jesus, which seems like a reasonable request. And so uh, Philip goes to, and tells Andrew about this. Now, we don't really know why he went and told Andrew instead of just going to tell Jesus. But he goes and tells Andrew, and then both of them go together to tell Jesus. And so when they both get to Jesus, they tell him, there are some Greeks who want to see you. And Jesus says, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. If a grain of wheat does not fall into the earth and die, it remains but a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. You can sort of see Philip going, okay, I'll tell him. <laughs> What's that got to do with, with telling him? Except that actually he's answering their question. They don't understand that at all, um, but he's actually telling them. And to understand why you have to have a little bit of context, the, the story that we're reading is actually a little out of sync because um, this event takes place during Holy Week. So it is probably on Tuesday or Wednesday of Holy Week. Um, as opposed to right now, we're before Holy Week, but um, and it's but it's after Jesus has raised Lazarus from the dead, and after Palm Sunday, um, with all the stuff that goes on on Palm Sunday, and so apparently these Greeks were kind of they heard about him, you know, this guy raises people from the dead, and they want to check this out for themselves, and they want to see this Jesus who people say is the Messiah. Who who is this? And what's this about? And so they go and find Philip, who is from the same town, and, and thinking he has an in. You know, maybe he can get an introduction. Well, it makes sense that they would do, but what Jesus said would make no sense to Philip, probably, or to the Greeks. But, but he's actually answering them, because if they truly want to see Jesus, you have to look at why do they want to see Jesus. They want to see Jesus because they have heard that the power of God has been manifested in him. And they want to see this for themselves. And so Jesus is now telling him, yes, you can let them see me, but if they really want to see the real me, they're going to have to come to Calvary. They're going to have to come to the cross because that's where the glory of God is truly going to be revealed. That's where they will see the power of God in its fullness. When I am hanging up on a cross, bloody, beaten, spit upon. When I die for the sins of the world, I will rise again and draw all people to myself. So bring them. And then he goes on to say, for a kernel of wheat, unless it falls to the earth and dies, is but a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And so must you. Anyone who would try to save their life will lose it. But if you, say, but if you lose your life for the gospel, then you will surely save it. And where my servants will be is where I am, because they follow me. And where they're following him to is the cross, 
it's not very far away. The cross is the true glory of God. So everything that up to this moment has led to this climactic moment that will happen for us um, a week from Friday. Now, this whole story about wheat is kind of interesting. What does Jesus mean that unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it is but a single grain? So if you put wheat in the ground, what happens to it? How does it do that? Hmm? Germination? Somebody said that earlier at 8 o'clock, and I said, does that mean that, that it's becoming German? Um, but how does that happen? What happens literally to the seed? But why? It's really interesting. Um, it takes a, you have to have at least 40 degrees. You have to have a certain amount of water, but not too much. And eventually it triggers a genetic switch inside of this seed that causes it to put forth roots, first of all, because roots are harder, and it breaks through the shell that's on the outside of it, which is very much like a chicken hatching, if you think about it. It's kind of interesting. And it pushes that down to the ground, and then it starts drawing up water and nutrients, nutrients that are in the water and the earth. And then as it grows stronger, it starts growing a stalk, and it pushes up through the outside of it, and ultimately, we first see it when it's this little bitty thing sticking barely out of the ground. But in the end, it grows pretty high. It grows really big. All because it died. Is it a seed anymore? No. And that's one of the most fascinating things about it. Because for most of us, we avoid death at all costs. You know, it's like programmed into us. We don't just avoid death, we avoid pain, much less death. Um, and we don't like death. We don't like death of any kind. Physical death, death of relationships, death of a career, you know, death of a job. I mean, if it's death, we don't like it. We don't even like it very much when the, our relationship with our children change, when they grow up and move away, and they're all gone. You know, it's a, it's a weird feeling. I'm getting to the point now where I have to start thinking about that. It's hard to imagine. I only have one son, John, but um, he's going to be going off to college either this year or next year, and and it'll be just